When you think of Clarkson, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Just like a few little words. <laughs> I think it, I'll, 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 I'll say it, it, it used to be engineering and hockey, and I <laughs> truly think it, it should be uh, innovation and creativity. And then hockey. <laughs> and then hockey. <laughs> For me, I would say transformational. Uh, we we got this whole thing started with uh, the help of Dave and Sue Ray. And Dave talked about his experience. Uh, Dave's from the class of 62. And talked about his experience at Clarkson being a transformative experience that just set him up for a lifetime of career success. I think about that from my own experience here at the university. And now the resources that exist, the programs that exist, and the way that Clarkson students work together, the transformation is just really incredible. So I would say it's a, a transformational experience here. Hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to the Clarkson Ignite podcast coming to you from the digital making suite in the Innovation Hub. Hi everyone, I'm Annalise and our podcast releases every 10th, 20th, and 30th. I'm Nick. And I'm producer Ben. Our mission is to shape this podcast to the Ignite slogan, which is Think, Make, Ignite. We hope to connect individuals across Clarkson's diverse community and give you, our listeners, interesting and unique content. Our hope is that you can walk away from our episodes learning something new and valuable, something that will truly inspire you. This week, we interviewed President Tony Collins. He has graced our university since 1982 and has been the president since 2003. He has seen Clarkson change over the years as it develops into a hub of innovation. His unique perspective gave us an interesting insight to how Clarkson changes in innovation is created. We also had Erin Draper on. Erin got her bachelor's degree in business administration and technical communications from Clarkson in 2003, and she also went on to get her MBA in 2014. She's now the managing director of Ignite. We spoke with President Collins and Aaron about the President's Challenge, innovation on campus, and the genesis of Ignite to what it has become today. Nick and I spoke with the two about the evolution of Clarkson student and what President Collins and Aaron hope to see in the future at Clarkson. It was a great conversation. It was great to have President Collins and Aaron on the podcast. And we hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. All right, so this week we have Aaron Draper and President Collins in the studio with us. And our first question is for Aaron. Uh, what benefits does Clarkson Ignite bring to the campus, you think? Well, I think we got started about two years ago, two and a half years ago, with this idea of Clarkson Ignite. And really the thought was to bring new ways of thinking, new ways of doing, and an innovative mindset to every Clarkson student really a collaborative way to work together across disciplines to solve complex problems. We know that at least half of the existing jobs today are going to be at risk for automation. And so we're really working hard to prepare students for a lifetime of careers where they're problem solvers, creative thinkers, and they're able to be flexible working across their disciplines. Mm -hmm. So if you could like sum that up in a couple words of like what Ignite is, what would you say? I would say it gives everyone the opportunity to integrate their education along with their fellow students. So it's, 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 uh, it's seeing the whole picture. It, it's not seeing life as separate compartmentalized parts, uh, but uh, particularly from an educational perspective, bringing everything together where everyone participates and so you get the best solutions. 
I like that. Yeah. Because there seems to be like a, no one really knows exactly how to describe Ignite yeah. across campus. Mm. You hear a lot of different things coming from different Yeah, I, I, I'd say it also brings focus to the idea that problems are best solved with, by people with different backgrounds, meaning not just disciplines, but ways of thinking, the way you were brought up, your ethnic background, your racial background, your gender. Every problem can be solved better if you have every possible perspective represented. And, and Ignite's actually, um, that's being helped because we're, we have one single geographic location right in the middle of campus where all of this can happen. And I, I, I think you can already see the building is probably more used and more almost getting to be overcrowded because people want to be here because it's easy to access information. It's easy to access your friends. It's easy to access your teammates. Uh, it's all right there in one location. Yeah, I think the idea behind the building was really democratizing access to innovation mm -hmm. resources that may have existed in pockets of the university or exist uh, now today for everybody to have access to. And so who would have thought that a, a civil engineer, I'll pick on civil engineers, would have been able to walk into a studio uh, supporting digital production and have both the knowledge and capacity and interest in using that in, in, a, in their own civil engineering background. Uh, so it, it really has changed the way we learn, the way we think, and the way that we solve problems. In fact, some biology students recorded a podcast here just yesterday as part of their course. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. To me, honestly, it means Clarkson giving us the tools to solve even our own problems and problems that we have in our classes. Right. I like the interdisciplinary thing and just that it, like, brings everyone together because, like, just on the podcast team, we have, like, people from engineering. Like, I'm from the science department. Nick's from business. Uh, ben does, like, all the digital making things. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, like, interesting that, like, people can come together and still, like, have something in common, even though their initial interests aren't the same. But. So what do you think are the most innovative changes you've seen at Clarkson over the many years you've been here? Right. And there's the key, the many years. So yeah. this could be a really long answer, but I'll <laughs> try and make it short. I think it's – I would summarize it by saying it's the evolution of innovation. And so when I think back to – the early days of innovation uh, support or, or trying to have our students think innovatively and creatively really began, I think, in engineering at least uh, with the speed programs, the first of which was the Sunrace event. And there you needed, if you're going to produce a solar car that was going to race around the country, you needed obviously engineers with different backgrounds, mechanical engineers, electrical being the obvious, but others were interested. And then those programs introduced business components to it, so you had to reach out and get business students. And then that exploded with more speed teams. Uh, and and then eventually we got to the point where, where I used to often say, gosh, I wish every degree at Clarkson was uh, just a single degree, and that is the engineering and management degree, because it seemed to pull everything together. That was kind of focused at the heart of what a Clarkson education was. And maybe then the other disciplines would be just concentration or minors all around an engineering and management degree. Well, clearly it can't be the case because of uh, accreditation issues and professional <laughs> registration and everything else. But conceptually, the idea that everyone could be an engineering and management student, and that's not to 
say that you know, biology or humanity, it, that those aren't, they all completely fit into that model of um, merging uh, disciplines. And, and so I think that evolution of, of innovation, to start with the Sunrace team, probably the original motivator, all the way through to now where we expect every student uh, to be creative, to be inventive, to be innovative, and to work with others. And quite frankly, the student body today seems much more energized than ever. Uh, they like to learn, and, and I don't think that was always the case. I, certainly from engineering, it was <laughs> a struggle, for particularly the first couple of years, you know, when it seemed theoretical, unconnected to the real world. And now, right from day one, you see, in particular, I notice engineering students are, are excited, uh, they, they want to create, and we're actually starting to self-select to Clarkson students that want that, and they tend to bring with them a, uh, I would say, an extrovert personality. And there's n nothing that can be more successful than a, a person with technical knowledge and a personality. For too long, <laughs> we've never thought that that could go together. And, and now you, you see strongly motivated and, and educated technical people with the personal characteristics and they're fun to be around and and, and so it's it's that that's the, the evolution that i've seen it's not a direct answer to you know how we got to innovation uh, and it's mostly around people and their own personal skill sets strong technical and outgoing pers personalities that that can basically end up leading teams innovative mm -hmm. teams wow that wasn't the answer I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd been here a long time. So yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of cram it into a couple of sentences, more than a couple. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Do, do you, does that start to profile the kind of Clarkson student that you're familiar with? It does. I mean, I can see how the evolution of just the way Clarkson students think, even the four years that I've been here, uh, it's changed I mean, a lot of people were just chug and do your work, and there wasn't a lot of activity around campus. And uh, throughout the years, there's been more and more activeness and engagement, and it really blows my mind. Yeah, you can you can sense you only have to walk into the building, yeah, and you, you can feel it when you walk by a table watching students work, uh, much more so than I've ever seen before. And I think that really resonates with our corporate partners as well. They're looking for students who can identify opportunities and build teams, lead those teams through complex problems and um, pu pull resources together to solve those problems. So it, the types of skill sets that you're seeing, Nick, I think are also valuable on the corporate side and getting our students hired. Mm -hmm. well, I'm just coming off a lunch with eight students. It turns out that there are eight students from one high school, Skylerville. Uh, and they all independently turned up on campus and saw each other. Wow. <laughs> uh, and one of them said he was a roommate with an E&M student. And he said, he basically said, you know, he said he must be the smartest guy in the world. He just wakes up all the time and, and talks about new ideas and new, new ways of doing things. And, and he said it's just fun to be around him. And I think so that, that idea of inventiveness can, that it can be coupled with excitement and and actually being fun, not work. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, you know, it was that that's a comment from less than an hour ago. Yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. So I think we're going to jump over to the President's Challenge. How exactly was the idea for President's Challenge first developed? 
<laughs> it's easy. Aaron and I were talking and we said, how can we get uh, a, a programmatic way of getting students to familiarize themselves and, and jumpstart the use of the Innovation Hub? And so it just became pretty natural that what could uh, what could incentivize students, and that was easy, money. <laughs> and so uh, we identified some resources, and then actually the resource idea came before what it actually would be. And then we said, well, okay, wh what would uh, be effective to and attractive to all of the disciplines that come to Clarkson? And we actually began to think in terms of of giving it the most open-ended opportunity, what would they want to do in, with some kind of bounds uh, that would be innovative and creative and, and just give a prize for the best idea. And so that's, that's about as simple as it was. And, uh, and over the last couple of years, we keep refining it and, and we're open to suggestions. Erin? I think uh, Clarkson students tend to be pretty competitive in nature as well. And so the idea of putting together a competition about who can you know, have the best solution to a problem uh, and, and also the idea of, in the last two years, having a challenge related to campus life or improvements that could be made in our operations here as a university tended to be appealing to students. And I think underscoring the idea is that it should be something that's useful. Uh, that that can help um, Im improve lives or activities. I, I think that value is pretty deep in most Clarkson students. They come with a strong social conscience that they should be doing something that uh, can be turned into a, a job uh, that can help the world. And, and so having one of the boundaries being that, that it, it defines something that's useful um, is, is important in, in, in their own eventual career success. As President Collins said, we, you know, the idea came before the building was here in anticipation of the resources that exist now today. And so we're excited for the coming year's challenge and seeing students using the digital making suite and the Dorf makerspace that exists here in the Innovation Hub and other resources around campus as they work on their teams for the 2019-2020 challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would just emphasize it's it's hard for me to imagine even five years ago that five of us from different disciplines would be sitting in this room making a podcast mm -hmm. uh, that that's you know a, a testimony to n not just Aaron and the rest of the faculty and staff thinking creatively it's a testament to the students grabbing a hold of the opportunities and driving us um, you know we're I think it's fair to say that the students are driving a lot of what we're doing these days, and we're we're trying to resource it and keep up with them, and and, if, and, and that's frankly the way it should be because that makes them leaders for the future. Mm -hmm. So, how did you guys decide the theme for the last two years? I know last year was think, right? So in the first year, the challenge was using autonomous and intelligent technologies mm -hmm. to improve how we live and learn on a campus. Mm -hmm. And the second year, last year's challenge was using the Internet of Things to improve your community. This year's challenge, uh, the feedback that we received from students actually, was that um, they wanted to pursue their own passionate, uh, own ideas that they had passion for, and that the challenges the, the previous two years were a bit constricting. Mm. And so we sat down to think about how might we, you know, take what we know about Clarkson students is that they're very passionate about particular 
topics that they do want to have a social impact and we wanted to maintain the competitive nature of the president's challenge we thought think make and ignite so think identify these passions identify your team who who do you need on your team to be successful in this project make actually use the resources make something physical um, or digital that um, is a manifestation of your project and then ignite really is the idea of why does this matter who is going to experience the object or creation that you've made and why does that matter to them so how are you going to get that out into the world uh, for others to experience well wow. so, yeah <laughs> with it being more broad is it going to make it harder for like judging it like, how is that going to differ from previous years? So there will be consistent judging for all of the mm -hmm. projects, and you'll be able to see the, the rubric on Moodle and access that information to guide your team as mm -hmm. they put the projects together. Well, it's never easy creating something like that. I mean, it's people no, taking especially. their best ideas that they possibly have worked in the last three years on, and now they're presenting it to people, hoping for exception and possible reward. Right. Um, so what do you guys hope that students will take away from the President's Challenge? For, for me, I'd answer that with m maybe two words, excitement and self-confidence. So I guess that's a hyphenated word. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so excitement meaning that, that learning shouldn't be a chore, it shouldn't be hard work. You, you should be learning to help you answer the questions that are in your head. So we should be posing questions and not answers, and the answers should be obtained from any kind of knowledge set that the student so chooses. And so, so they should be excited to try and get information and knowledge so they can solve the questions in their heads. And I think you, once you've done that once and you realize you can do it, uh, and, and that there is just a plethora of, of, of resources available to you to solve problems, then you've got the self-confidence that you know you can do it. Uh, life is really all about feeling feeling that you can do something. Uh, I think a lot of students often ask me, how do I stand up and talk all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and it's simply practice. You know, I, I, over the years, you realize you can do it, and so you don't think about it. You're really there just looking at the audience, trying to share some ideas with them, listen, to the, get input from them, listen to their questions, answer the questions. That's all practice, and that's the most obvious example of where self-confidence is important. I mean, we've all kind of cringed listening to someone that's not self-confident. Mm. <laughs> we feel sorry for them, and we, we wish we could help them. Uh, and, and because we know that behind that lack of self-confidence is a really competent person that's smart and intelligent but just is not practiced at, at, at getting information out. And so if I were to think of two things, it would be that students – end up after the president's challenge uh, being excited about education, that they can find solutions for the, for the questions they have, and that they've gained self-confidence in doing that. I don't think I have a better answer than that. Uh, <laughs> we do see that, that self-confidence from the first time we meet with students when they're thinking about the president's challenge until the showcase when they're actually standing in front of their tables talking 
to the president of the university about the project that they've spent the last uh, semester or year, potentially longer, um, developing. It's it's an incredible change that we see and I hear all the time, I wish we heard about this sooner. I wish I would have taken advantage of more things sooner. So if you're out there listening, take advantage of these opportunities that exist. Get the practice that President Collins is talking about and, and really build that creative confidence for yourself. So, of course, it has a downside. When they do all this thinking and they gain all this self-confidence, then I get people knocking on the door uh, <laughs> asking for pretty strange things sometimes um, about why can't the university do this or why can't they do it. And, you know, sometimes it involves risk and, and, and significant resource. But I think part of our job, honestly, is to say yes rather than say no. It's easy to find, you know, to, to say no and find a, a reason for no. But I really would like, personally, I'd love every student to leave here thinking with a mindset and, and thinking that, you can do anything rather than what. why can't you do something? And, and so it, it does have that funny little effect that sometimes it just is a little out there what they might suggest, um, but it just it, it's, it's exciting that they're thinking out of those bounds. Mm-hmm. And speaking of students' ideas, what are some of the best ideas that you've ever seen here? <laughs> I've still got my favorite. I still can't understand why it didn't win a prize, and that is that uh, if, if you're walking in a city and you plug in a, an address and you have a little vibrator in each heel that you're walking down a street and if you want to have to turn left or right at an intersection, your left or right heel would vibrate. And I just wow. thought that was a very cool idea. <laughs> How long ago was that? That was in the last first, year's president's la, challenge. Last year's president's oh, really? in the wow. first year yeah. engineering management class. Yeah, and I, 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 it's, it seems so obvious in a way. It's so simple, and, and I, I, I guess across the spectrum, I'm, you would think, you would think that all good ideas have have been thought of, mm-hmm. but of course, technology changes our ability to do things with different materials, with different resources, allows us to just never be bounded by the ideas and and so I, I, I think part of our challenge as a university is to make sure that we're giving access to the latest technologies and, and materials and, and um, it used to be maker spaces that you made things just out of plastic well of course there's metals and there's, there's other materials and so we have to kind of keep up with all of that you know which is a challenge but a great challenge uh, so, so I, 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 nothing has supplanted the vibrating heel for me yet. <laughs> In all of your years, you don't think they've seen any uh, ideas? Oh, I, I, I mean, there's so many of them. I'm, you know, being uh, not being really serious to say. I haven't. I, I, I think the um, renowned ski idea oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. of, of, of a non-Newtonian material. Oh, that changes. was a really good idea. Yep. That changed the ski industry. Changed the ski industry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and or the order it, you know, which was uh, getting food delivered in a, in a, a stadium setting uh, right to your seat. Uh, I mean, just to think that those couple of ideas came right out of here in Potsdam. I think probably one of the bigger, more exciting ones is, mm-hmm. is L- LC Drives. Here we have a mm-hmm. company that could bring 150, 250 jobs to, to Potsdam, New York, uh, out of, of an invention that, that frankly, the the, the biggest you know, Fortune 500 companies are, are, are purchasing, have purchase orders for, you know, a, 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 an innovative electric motor. I mean, that's pretty astounding. And so there's a 
bunch of them, mm -hmm. but the shoe vibrator is my own personal favorite. <laughs> Takes the cake. <laughs> what about that you? That is pretty cool. Oh boy, I had written down <laughs> Renownski. <laughs> oh really? Um, I think in you know in terms of the innovative ideas, it is important as as President Collins had mentioned to listen to the ideas that students are coming up with and support them through that process of vetting the idea from a risk perspective, from a market acceptance standpoint, uh, who are your customers going to be, and, and helping them through that process. Uh, the, their first idea may not be the one that's their most successful idea, and I think our job here as a university, as educators, is to, to help them through that process so that when that really great idea comes later mm -hmm. on in their career, they have the school, the tools, the resources, and, and the network around them mm -hmm. to actually make that idea a reality. So I think you know, we see lots of innovations come through uh, the door in the Ignite Suite and through the Shipley Center for Innovation and just really supporting them through the process is the best part of our work and also the most important part of our work. Mm -hmm. It's not really the idea so to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just add, when Erin when mentions network, again, one of the most satisfying things that I see is that our alumni understand what we're doing and want to contribute. And so these days, they don't have to make the trip to Potsdam to do that. They can <laughs> video conference in, uh, spend time with, with a small group of students that have got a creative idea. And so that all goes back to the idea that the, the ideas and, and innovations and inventions should have a purpose. Uh, and and I think in the long run that will differentiate our graduates, our students, um, because they, they understand the full picture, that you might have a great idea, but unless it can be brought to market, commercialized, and, and actually serves a purpose, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I, th I, I, I think there's a very strong undercurrent on campus of, of, of practical application of solving real problems and that comes from all of the disciplines and, and, and again that goes back to we're going to get the best solutions when we have different backgrounds whether it be academic, um, gender, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. People think with different backgrounds think about problems in a different way. I, I mean I see it all the time in email or texting. I'll text what I think is is a clear message, <laughs> and and someone will come back with I'll, I'll, with, with a response. I'll say, "How did they interpret that out of what I just texted?" And I'll retext it, and then you'll get ah. <laughs> and so, so it's that communication that's so important. And the more complicated that communication is to begin with, then particularly on campus, then the easier it is for people to understand that people think about things differently. Mm -hmm. And so so when you get into the world, even if you're going internationally across serious kind of social boundaries and, and barriers, you, you'll understand that people think about things differently. And if you're going to get to the right solution, you've got to understand that, that pretty obvious concept that people – get up in the morning and they think the whole world thinks just like them <laughs> and that is far from the case. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what we're referencing has to do with entrepreneurship and students who have gone on to either create companies or products uh, but a lot of what's important about Ignite is also the entrepreneurial mindset. So we're seeing that as well in students when they're going off to co-ops and internships and eventually into full-time positions where they're identifying these opportunities that are saving their companies 
lots of money or new ideas for products that the companies can launch. And again, it goes back to the confidence piece is that they've identified this opportunity and they can communicate it confidently to to their superiors, to the leadership of the organization and be entrepreneurs, really those entrepreneurs that exist with inside of mm-hmm. a company. And so many of our, of our graduates go on uh, to work within these organizations. So I think that's really par- important to mention that the innovation doesn't necessarily have to be for themselves and for their own entrepreneurial gain, but it, it may also be benefiting our corporate partners. And a lot of times it's not even that it happens at Clarkson. It's just a Clarkson graduate mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, Melanina, what's the graduate made, the skincare products mm-hmm. or Finney shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. One of my, this is another one of my favorites. Finney shoes, is, yeah. is, Well, Domi's standing up there in, in his, in his um, YouTube video uh, talking about shoes and then holding up his aeronautical engineering degree. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, remember that, interviewing that, it was it was funny. I actually saw someone. Um, they'd come from New York City, and they had zippers on their shoes. And I really wanted to say, "Where'd you get those? <laughs> those Finney <laughs> shoes?" Because I actually haven't seen a pair yet. Um, but yeah, that, it, it's it's that you're crossing disciplines and applying. It, it's really a, as, as as Aaron says, it's a mindset. It's the mm. way you think, not controlled by just the disciplinary components that you've learned almost by rote in a classroom. Mm-hmm. On that topic, what changes, innovations, developments do you see in the coming years at Clarkson and how Clarkson students think? Uh, I think for me, and this is going to sound strange for a person that's been in higher education for a long time and taught a lot in the classroom, uh, and it's that the classroom experience is probably going to diminish. We're going to f- probably into the future find ways of of uh, learning or getting technical information pretty quickly and competently so that you understand the technical components and information. But then it's the application of it that you, you can go and solve any problem and have the confidence that what used to be taught in the classroom, you can get to it because knowledge is exploding. You need so much information. You don't know where your own career is going to take you. And so through the the evolution of, of, of our approach at Clarkson, you'll have the confidence that you can get information to solve those questions that are in your mind. And the 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 the, the greatest emphasis will be placed on on how you think, not the information you've got stored, <laughs> mm-hmm. if that may. And so I think we're moving along that spectrum, and I, I, I think that's the future. Not to diminish the idea that you need fundamental understanding and, and a great technical background no matter what area, but the emphasis is going to be in, in moving along that spectrum of creativity and confidence that you can ask any question, you, you know you can go and get the information uh, and and apply it correctly, and and uh, and, and and solve whatever question you, you're going to come across. I would hope to continue to see an increase in students working together, both in and out of the classroom, um, from the different majors, and that they come together with a mutual appreciation of each other's skill sets and backgrounds, uh, so that they can solve problems most appropriately. What do you want me? To- Doesn't. Okay. 
And then our final question is, what are the future goals for specifically Ignite and the President's Challenge? Uh, future goals for the President's Challenge, well, we've got a challenge now open, uh, so teams can register through the Moodle site now and enter their teams. Uh, they'll have to do that before February 1st this year. Uh, that's new um, that we've had the team deadline. Uh, and so we're looking to see a much greater um, involvement in the challenge. Uh, in years past, we've had around 30 teams. Love to see that and more in the in the coming year. Um, but for Ignite, we work, um, both have been involved in the capital project, which uh, has happened here in the ERC, the changes that you've already seen. So we'll continue to work to finish the rest of the facility um, over the coming years. And also like to start having more of an impact on the curricular side, potentially offering some Ignite courses, um, potentially. I like that, definitely. Yeah. Potentially <laughs> uh, majors or minors and, and things like that along Ooh. the way. That's All right, can I go to yeah. school four years from now, please? I'd love to have you. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, so my answer is possibly a little grander, <laughs> and that is that uh, Clarkson would be seen as the institution that creates the most innovative and, and creative uh, graduates, and that the world looks to see how Clarkson does it and how well it works and why it works, and uh, and, and that we kind of take what I think is is actually our true place in higher education. For 100 years, we've been graduating classes where one in five people is is a president or uh, in the C-suite or owns their own business. That That's u totally unique. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what we're doing at Clarkson is is simply trying to expose that greatness and and be recognized around the world as, as the leader in innovative, creative, the production of innovative and creative um, graduates. Wow. I like that. Yeah. It's a nice capstone finishing off. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much awesome. for coming thank on. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I am Nick. I'm Annalise. And I'm Ben. And we'll listen to you guys sometime later. Bye.